catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com. Yes, what's your day? I mean, what's your worst day? Some will say Monday and I get it. I get that it sounds like morn day. But trust me, the worst day is today, the day that doesn't exist. The day you crave for so much but doesn't just seem to come around. So instead of crying about morn days and too much days in the week, seize every day so that you don't have to pray for days that do not exist. This is Tony's Tech Side. Welcome. We'll learn a tech word today. We'll dig deep into the rubbles of history to find precious jewels of knowledge to launch us into the future and then share the most important and juiciest tech stories impacting Africa to keep you informed. You can share your stories with the rest of us on WhatsApp. Text or send a voice note on 0913558 Please add plus 234 if you're texting from outside Nigeria. We're streaming live Every weekday, 9 a.m. West African time to 5 p.m. And then, of course, anywhere you get your podcasts from Spotify, Google Podcast, anywhere at all. Our tech word for today is RAM. R-A-M. Oh, not the bull RAM, you know. (laughs) No, not that one. This RAM is an acronym for Random Access Memory. Yes, it's found in electronic devices like laptops, you know, desktop computers, tablets, smartphones. Yes, in tablets or tablets and smartphones, RAM is typically, you know, integrated and cannot be detached. In desktop and laptop computers, it is detachable. You can remove them. When a device has enough RAM, several apps can run at the same time without slowing down the device. Yeah, well, now you know what is responsible for slowing down your device when you have too many applications running on your phone or on your laptop or on your you know, PC or on your tablet even. When a device is turned off, the data that's stored in the RAM, the information in the RAM is erased because system memory can only store data while a device is on. Whenever the device is restarted, the operating system, the OS, and the applications load fresh data into the system memory. And that is why restarting a system, a computer, a phone, most cases fixes problems that are affecting the computer because the information that's stored on the ram kind of like gets erased like you clean it up and then it's fresh one yeah so ram is like play doh as rom is like a building block so ram and rom yeah mm-hmm. so the dough can be repeatedly reshaped to resemble a different object just as ram can be rewritten over and over using different data like when you clean it up you have new data you clean up you have fresh data you switch off you come back again you restart your system you come back again and then but then the rom which is the building blocks they're solid they cannot easily be changed. In fact, changing them destroys the whole thing that you're working on. I mean, if your ROM gets damaged, that's it. You're done. You, you're gone, bro. And then you can increase the size of your RAM. I think I had this conversation with someone just last week. I was like, oh, so my PC, yeah, I, I think it's long there. I, I need 
to have a larger like a larger ram right something i need something bigger and they're like oh yeah we're gonna fix you up by it i'm like thank you very much here we go so today 28th of august 1957 76 years ago edward shortliffe was born a canadian born american physician and computer scientist known for his work in ai in medicine artificial intelligence in medicine he was the chief developer of the clinical expert system called mycene it's one of the first rule-based artificial intelligence expert systems so mycene is an early backward training expert system that used artificial intelligence to identify bacteria causing severe infections such as the bacteremia and meningitis and recommends antibiotics with a dosage adjusted for the patient's body weight. The name derived from the antibiotics themselves as many antibiotics have the suffix mycene. That's why, you know, we got the name mycene. Mm -hmm. The mycene system was also used for the diagnosis of blood clotting diseases. It was developed over five or six years in the early 1970s at Stanford University. So Edward Shortliffe was born 76 years ago. And then uh, who else again? 28th August 1969 would be Cheryl Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah, Cheryl Carol Sandberg. 54 years ago today in 1969 Cheryl was born. A lot of people when they hear Cheryl Sandberg what they just say the, the first thing that comes to their mind is Google, right? Yep, that's the first thing that comes to their mind. She's a businesswoman, an American tech executive, philanthropist, and writer. She served as chief operating officer of Meta Platforms, a position from which she stepped down in August 2022. She's the founder of Leaning.org. She joined Google in 2001 as general manager of its business units, and she soon became vice president of global online sales and operations. Um, she was in charge of the development of AdWords and AdSense, and both AdWords and AdSense helped Google become a profitable company. That's what she's most popular for. When she was leaving, we're all like, oh, she's leaving. She's leaving. The way they sang it in, yeah, coming to America. He's leaving. Yeah, exactly. So 23 years ago, the year 2000, August 28, 2000, Intel announced it would recall its 1.3 gigahertz Pentium 3 processors due to a glitch. If you want to know what a processor is, just look back at contents before now and you would find processor, just type processor, yes, on Radio, and you'll find a very brief and summarized explanation or look back on um, other episodes of this particular this particular podcast and you would find the other episode yep, where I actually explained processor to like a, a five-year-old. And 17 years ago, the year 2006, 17 years ago, Coral announced its plans to acquire InterVideo. And 15 years ago, in the year 2008, Apple introduced its latest line of Apple iMac computers, the Mac OS X 10.6 Show Leopard for their Macintosh computers. And in the year 2009, which is 14 years ago, the Snow Leopard was 2009. And the Apple iMac computers, yeah, the latest line was 2008. Mm -hmm. Good stories coming out of Nigeria. We're starting with good stories to ensure that, well, you know, that whole, well, start up well. And then when the... As the week progresses, you most likely, if you start with good stories, like really great stories, you find out that as the week progresses, your week will just turn out to be fine. Brother, you need to wake up. 
You need to actually plan your week. You need to do a lot of planning. Yes, of course, you need positivity too, but you need to do a lot of planning. So starting up with Nigeria in Nigeria, where they're like really good stories, half a billion dollars worth of local funding. And this is what the Minister of Communications and Digital Economy, Boston Tijani, newly freshly baked out of the oven, is a new minister of Nigeria's uh, Communications and Digital Economy ministry he made the announcement at a dinner organized in his honor in partnership with the world bank in abuja last week and he according to you know what he said uh, the federal government of nigeria secured access to approximately 500 million dollars that's a half a billion in funding to initiate a local funding program to boost innovation and entrepreneurship within the country's digital sector the details aren't exactly like you know there yet but then the federal government plans to start you know like at this level and he also expresses desire to work with firms that will ensure that nigerian businesses will benefit from the funds and that more investors are brought to the table to increase the money available to local businesses that operate in the digital sector he also said you know that the government's plan to domicile local funding in Nigeria and ensure it benefits through Niger- true Nigerian businesses. And they'll be working with the Bank of Industry for this particular move. And the World Bank will also collaborate with the NIMC to roll out digital national IDs for 148 million Nigerians by June 2024. And this is as the D's Day reports it. But that's not the only good thing or good news coming out from Nigeria, especially the tech, the ICT um, sector. We hear that activities in information and communications technology contributed 19.54%, approximately 20% in Nigeria's gross domestic products, real GDP in Q2, that's second quarter of 2023. The Nigeria Bureau of Statistics, that's the body that is we all trust to from the government. It's the government source, right, of data. And they shared the statistics and it showed an increase in contribution compared to the 18.44% recorded in the same period last year. That's Q2 last year. And it's been like an upward kind of movement. I know when it was 15%, when it was 13 and 12%. And now we're looking at 20%, approximately. No choice of word, approximate, because 195 can be approximated to 20, right? Quarter on quarter, the sector also recorded a growth in real GDP contribution when compared to the 17.47% it did in Q1 2023. So you see that growth? You see the growth? Yeah, I think it's fine. And who do you think is leading? So according to the NBS first, of that's the Nigeria Bureau of Statistics. The ICT sector comprises the four activities of telecommunications and information services, publishing, motion picture, sound recording, and music production and broadcasting. These are the you know the people grouped on that the ICT. So if you belong to telco and information services, publishing, motion picture, sound recording, and music production, and broadcasting, it means you know you're actually being considered one of the one of the major persons that are contributing a lot to the growth of the real GDP of Nigeria because it's not stagnant and it's not taking a deep dive. It's going up. Telcoms, by the way, is actually leading, right? Telco is leading in terms of, you know, I think it recorded a growth of 11% or 12% year on year um, in the quarter under review and uh, contributed 16% to the GDP in real term, right? So that's a whole lot. 
Um, the ICT sector itself contributed 14.83% to the total nominal GDP. That's 15% in the second quarter of 2023, 12.12% recorded in the same quarter of 2022, and higher than 13.23% it contributed to the preceding quarter. According to the NBS data, Nigeria's gross domestic product GDP grew by 2.51% year-on-year in real terms in the second quarter of 2021. The performance of the GDP in the second quarter of 2023 was driven mainly by the services sector, which created a or recorded a growth rather of 4.42% and contributed over 50% to the aggregate GDP. So that's like from Nigeria. And then we go to Nigeria's neighbor, which is <laughs> Ghana, actually. So Ghana is like Nigeria's neighbor in West Africa intellectually and the one that has like a, a the big name right nigeria the next one you call is ghana yeah the government in ghana revealed uh, its plans to build a shared 4g and 5g network with operators and private investors money just taking the you know the line or being in line with the malaysian government strategy as part of the broader plans of the government of ghana to build ghana's digital economy this was you know made known by the minister of communication and digitalization ursula owusu ekofo and when she announced the plans for a neutral shared network to enable mobile services that are delivered through 4g and 5g spectrum so according to this what this means is that the government will not hold an auction for 5g airwaves but will instead assign spectrum to operators to extend internet coverage across ghana now she also added that the government approved the landing of two african submarine cables to make internet access more affordable so ghana will have a total of seven submarine cables and just to say you know just thinking of when we say this will mirror you know the ghana strategy will mirror the malaysian strategy so Malaysia employed a similar strategy by creating a 5G wholesaler company called Digital National Behad. This, it, according to the government in Malaysia, will save deployment costs long term and deliver faster speeds and wider coverage. However, the strategy saw delays as operators pushed back and did not immediately sign access deals as rival operators in other Asian Asian nations you know, launched commercial 5G services. So we're hoping that this plan that is being mirrored in ghana actually works for ghana if not we're gonna have a problem now going down to south africa where they just finished with the BRICS meeting (laughs) so BRICS happened yeah and of course you know our dear putin wasn't available for the meeting because anachayacha they are looking for him he there's a warrant you know for his arrest internationally and but then BRICS made a lot of i would say it's progress because egypt and ethiopia according to BRICS, an announcement by BRICS, they will be expanding their membership to include egypt and ethiopia two african countries and that's really good uh, they're not the only ones argentina is uh south american they're also extending membership to them um iran saudi arabia and uae are somewhere like you know in the in that region the middle middle east that region this expansion will take effect on january 1st 2024 if the countries accept actually and i know countries who actually applied to be part of BRICS, and BRICS already sounds like they're you know adding building blocks you know to finally make uh you know whatever they want in mind one being that they want to have another standard outside the western the, the western standards right 
so if we're talking of the west we're talking of the east BRICS is like something else that has russia china south africa brazil and india those five countries they've been doing a whole lot they're just a group of emerging economies that have been meeting regularly since 2009 the goal is to promote economy cooperation and development among its members and they as i said five countries combined their gdp is over 28 trillion dollars and it's <laughs> one of the most powerful economic blocks in the world the BRICS countries are also major players in global trade accounting for about 25 percent of the world just if you have china india and russia in one particular block what do you expect Mm -hmm. Now, the expansion of the BRICS is seen as a way to increase the influence of the group on the global stage. The new members are all important economies in their own right. Now, remember, they are adding UAE, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Egypt, Ethiopia, and Argentina. Ethiopia has just opened up, you know, to business, and I think it's a good way to go. Egypt's sitting pretty in the north, northern part of Africa, good and ready to go. The expansion of BRICS is a major development, and it's most likely going to have a significant impact on global economy. Right? The group already announced plans to reduce dependence on the U.S. dollar. Yeah, that's one major thing they want to do, and global payment system SWIFT also. And BRICS says it's used um, as a bargaining chip in political discussions. But then if they're able to get away from the US dollar and the SWIFT payment system, it's easier to negotiate with Europe and the West, which is US especially leading that particular block and the rest of um, Western Europe. Staying a bit in South Africa, last week a ransomware gang called Snatch reportedly hacked the country's Department of Defense and stole over 200 terabytes of data. While the department is yet to confirm the hack, a source close to the case told South African publication My Broadband that the hackers have already posted about 1.9 terabyte of the data it stole online. Wow. So far, DOD, <laughs> which is the department of defense has yet to confirm the attacks or even comment yeah and this is continuous strain of cyber attacks on south african institutions following the 2020 hack of the ministry of justice where 10 million rands were stolen from the guardians fund the 2021 simultaneous hacks on the ministry of justice and space agency i remember that one and an attack on credit bureau trends you know, in 2022 and several other hacks also i told you that kaspersky last week one of the episodes they had talked about how they are working with interpol and how they attract a couple of persons cyber criminals on the continent i'm really hoping that you know this they they find these guys if you're, you're a criminal you're a criminal whether you're a cyber criminal you're you know you're someone who sits on the you're walking the road and you're criminal Where, wherever you practice your <laughs> your trade you're criminal and i hope that we all put in our work into things that are really um genuine we also put in our efforts to ensure that we're not it's you're not taking from someone to you know fill up your own jar or fill up your own pockets we can all earn we can all make it and still not deplete one another like any other person it's it's very very possible so that's my word out for you today thank you so much for listening yes i live stream on www.africatech radio every 9 a.m catch me there you can also listen to this podcast everywhere you listen to your podcast from 
Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere whatsoever. I'm Tony. This is Tony's Tech Side. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to catch up on all the live shows right here on africatechradio.com.